Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Middle. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show with Sleepy Bark, and to my left is Sleepy Arms. Good morning. And to my right is Sleepy Knit. Hey, he's what's not, up? He's not that sleepy, actually. No doubt. He sounds uh, he get, a, sounds get out of happy. my get out of my house. Wait, wait, get out of my head. Get into my life or car. I thought, car, it, was yeah. car. I thought it was heart. Is it heart? I don't know. It's, it's car. I think it's car. It's car. Just shows how well we know our our eighties <laughs> or early nineties music. <laughs> it's a good vibration. Isn't that all they say in that song? Pretty much, <laughs> kind of like kind of like Rage Against Machine. Like, their their <clears throat> rock music was okay, but my God, the quote unquote pop music from that era bad is atrocious. Bad. It's well, still developing, still yeah. developing in the eighties. What yeah. about Michael? I was here for you. So what? Possibly the greatest pop singer of all time. One, literally one guy. That's what you're basing the entire pop. Yeah. I need some water for this coffee. It is strong. I, I appreciate you the coffee. You need some chest hair for that coffee. I appreciate the coffee. Is there grinds it? Is, is it gritty? No, it's you know, not gritty. But I will I will make a little bit of a complaint. Oh, God. If you work at a coffee shop and your job is to make coffee, mm-hmm. don't get grinds in it. Like, my Ooh. God, you have one thing to do. Ooh. Nothing makes me angry either. Whenever I go to like a Tim Hortons or a Starbucks, I'm like, yeah, you know what? One, I don't like paying $3 for a cup of coffee anyway, but I'm like, ah, you know, I'm going to get it, wake me up, get me a little donut, because I obviously need one, I'm dwindling away to nothing, and I get to the bottom, and all of a sudden, I can feel the, the grinds go across my tongue, I'm like, well, Aaron, you had one job. Well, Aaron, that's what's wrong with the world these days. Yes. You know, ain't, ain't nobody got no pride in anything anymore. I've got something special for when Arms attacks my favorite baristas and says they make coffee wrong. Who is your? <laughs> Do you have a favorite barista? Well, yeah. Don't you? No. Oh, okay. No, my bad. Because there's your favorite always barista. Like, they're always like a a Ron, a a Ron. Hey, I must be the wrong one. No. How you like that? Oh, uh, yeah. How you, like, how you like that? Took you a second to get that queued up, didn't do, it? Do, do you like that? <laughs> do you like that? I just had to find it. See, if if any of us knew how to you know mess with the computer, we would be sound bombing on Jeremy all the time, but no. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Am, I must be the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate so you guys. Great. <laughs> so, you, you know, any take on a player that I, I'm not feeling with arms, be like, arms, are you sure about that? Am, I must be the wrong one. <laughs> it's, it's, bark for the win. <laughs> it's so much better than I thought it was going to be. Bark like, for the win. It's perfect. I'm going, really back, is. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> uh, are you sure you want to go to bed? That's a bad decision. Am, I must be the wrong one. Thank you for admitting that. <laughs> I, hate you. I really appreciate it. Now, let's get on with the show. All right. <laughs> I'm going to spike your computer. Just boom, a million pieces. We, oh, I love it. What are we reviewing today? All the all the wide receivers you didn't oh. hear about until you watched the third day of the draft? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we left off with Michael Gallup cuz that's kind of where it ends. That's kind of where that's kind of where it ended. It was getting dicey right there. It it was, but you know what? We wouldn't be a uh, show that gives our fans exactly what they want, what they really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> I was going with it. You don't think that that's exactly what I was hoping for? I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. Getting it'll sing in every chance hear about I can. Three wide receivers. What I really, really, really want to hear about Equinemia Sam Brown. Oh yeah. Not really. I don't. I know you guys do. I like ESB. That's cool. Talk about him. I do too. I think I, that's right in the era, area we left off. I also like a guy that uh, got drafted before him. I don't like two guys that draft got drafted before him, but I do like a guy that got drafted before. Well, him. who did? So we stopped at Gallup, right? We did. So we can go on down the list and right in the Michael Gallup DJ Shark yeah. range. Well, we'll go in the order still that they were drafted in, just to see. You know, and again, we're talking. Where would you take them in redraft or dynasty? Just a startups, startups versus 
versus veteran players. Veteran players. So we're right in the middle of the actual third round of the NFL. Just just to let y'all know where Michael Gallup, where we left off, Michael Gallup was drafted, right in the middle of the third round. So we're still in relevant wide receiver range. Yeah, kind of. We touched on DJ Chark. We touched on James. James Washington. Jamison Washington. And now we are to Traquan Smith. Who is kind of a sleeper? Yeah, one of those diamonds in the rough in the uh, fantasy football community. Yeah, another three-year player. Yeah, to me, uh, I'm just going to get straight to the point on guys like him. Uh, redraft and dynasty. Redraft. I'm not taking him. Dynasty startups. Uh, he's a late round flyer for me at best. I understand he can end up being pretty decent, but New Orleans has a. They have Cam Meredith. They have. Michael Thomas. They still have Ted Ginn, who played really well last year. Kamara. I mean, they have Kamara. Yeah. Uh, Traquan Smith. Will he play? I think he will. I think he's good for 25, maybe 30 receptions. And I think he'll grow into the role, you know, year after year, especially when Ted Ginn moves on. But this year, Dynasty Startups, you want to win. Redraft, you want to win. Traquan's a late round flyer at best. He has no role. That's all there is to it. No, you're wrong. If, if he had uh, any kind of you know path to starting, I'd be a little bit. I'd be comfortable with him. But no, there's just no role there for him to carve out. There's not enough, uh, not enough of the ball to go around to make him relevant this year. Uh, he Barker just named his 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 path to starting, and it's Ted Ginn, and who was solid. Who's going to play another who's year? Okay, Ted Ginn's okay. He's okay. He's okay. And Cam Meredith, who's Injury prone, unproven, etc. This guy more talented. Yes, and, and he is raw to an extent. I mean, who, who went? Who went? Who was the Titans receiver last year? Went Corey Davis. Corey Davis, Western Michigan. You got Traquan Smith from University of Central Florida, who went twelve and one last year. An extremely good team. So. If it, I think the 2017 wide receiver class, again, I've said it before, left a, a bad taste in everyone's mouth, including NFL owners. Trucon Smith's just as talented as Corey Davis. Speaking of bad taste. I mean, the dude's a stu- absolute stud. You watch his t- highlight tape, yeah. better route runner, catches everything, more successful on the football field against better competition, went out and beat an Auburn team. And again, he has Ted Ginn and some other dude in his way. This guy could be your son. And he's versatile. He could be. He's only 6'1", so he's not like a straight-up X receiver, not a projected slot guy, but can play all across the board. I like Traquan Smith a lot. I was hoping to land him at at more than just just a flyer pick. Rookie draft, yeah. But, okay, so dynasty startup or redraft startup, where are you taking this Traquan Smith fella? Oh, still way down the board in a a redraft. I mean, you – He's probably wide receiver five. I would put him at wide receiver five with hoping he has some wide receiver three upside. I mean, very, very high upside. So, you, look. You, all right, Kenny Galladay, you taking him over Kenny Galladay? Yes. What? Okay. Yeah, I would take him over Kenny. Kenny Galladay has two guys in front of him that are 1,000-yard uh, receivers. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Uh, you we, you, you take, said Ted Ginn. Do you take him over Josh Dotson? That one's a split because I I, I I'm, said I'm really I said on his own. I'm looking at the at results the end of last year's results because Josh Johnson fin- Josh Johnson is a wide receiver three though projected wide receiver three in fantasy football land. No, this I understand. Year. I understand. I don't I'm dislike Johnson finished at sixty three. Uh, the re- that's yeah. the reason I Galladay finished at sixty eight. So you take him over Will Fuller. Yeah, I'd take him over Will Fuller because I think Will Fuller has a bigger mix-up at that wide receiver two-slash-three position. You're counting on Traquan Smith to play major minutes. And I'm counting on Drew Brees just to do simply what he does every year, and that's put up 5,000 yards. I, I would not be comfortable starting See, Traquan uh, at any point. In wide receiver, I said wide receiver five. Yeah, no, but Kenny Galladay is but a, your, has wide receiver three upside, even though Marvin and Tate Mar, – Marvin. How many okay, yards is Matthew Stafford going to You're paying wide, three, wide receiver three prices for him, though, is what he's getting at. Not just that. Down but at you 60? Have, you not, said he drafted at 60? That, that's – I said over Galladay, not over the other two guys. Let me just paint a quick picture. Go ahead. Okay, last year, uh, I think his name was T.J. Jones for the Lions. Started a handful of games. 
Marvin Jones is playing on the outside. Golden Tate's playing in the slot. That other outside receiver position is Galladay's to take. So his path to starting is no one in front of him. You, but target, is, Matthew Sta- is Matthew Stafford's yardage going to go up by six or 700 yards I don't this think year? it has no, to. Matthew Stafford's on par yardage-wise with Drew Brees every year. What did Jones put up yeah, I, don't think, I don't think his yardage needs to go up. I think Kenny Galladay simply needs to stay healthy. Yeah, and then I you've could, got a guy that you could plug and play as a starter. I I don't know when you're going to plug and play Traquan Smith. Can we give Kenny Galladay the nickname Kenny the Snake Galladay? I don't know why. I just want it to be that's Kenny good, the Snake Galladay. That's, Kenny a, the that's snake. not a bad nickname. Hey, Nettle, you mentioned bad taste in your mouth. Me and Arms are sitting over here turned on because you got some white stuff on the corner of your mouth. Mm. It's, it's creamer. Oh, creamer! It is five. Five o'clock in the morning. I mean, what would you do if, if and I'm yawning. you know, if Arms was to come over there and, and just have some man love with you? I don't know if he'd regret it or not. Am, I must be the wrong one. It was wrong of you to go over there. I wouldn't and, do that. And mouth really. mouth rape nittle. That, that was wrong. That's not my thing, <sighs> Burger. Just playing. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I'd do the mouth little rape. napkin thing in the corner of the mouth, though. Just like, I got that for you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I wish you would have got that before he said something. Uh, yeah, but that. I knew where he was going with that. I didn't want you to go to work with, you know. <laughs> I'm going to get a shower. Yeah. All right. All right. Now we go to Kiki. We go to Kiki. Kiki I'm scared Kiki. of Niddle right now because he's. <laughs> I want to hear. He's, I have so much upside he's digging in my on, Digging on Traquan, so I know sound, he's digging on Kiki. He's starting to sound like Lambert over there. He's like, no, I know these fourth round wide receivers are going to be studs. Yes. Dude, Traquan was a third round receiver Shh. to the Saints. Calm down, bro. At 91. He was very close to a fourth rounder. Anyhow, I, I just don't, you know, Trey Jesus, a great. Barger, would you call the kettle black when it's black? He was drafted in the third round. He's a third round receiver. I like him. I, th- right. I think he's going to be pretty good. I just don't think you're going to win this year with Trey Cohn on your team whatsoever. I I mean, just, it means, I, 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 you, it know, means you passed on someone's startable. Is all right. what it means. You know what? Usually, usually I let my my game plan on the show develop. And this, the reason I brought up, I'll just tell you, you know why I brought up Traquan and, and all this talk about him? Because I know y'all are going to get the ESB, and y'all are just going to love on you some equinamia St. Brown. False. And you're going to be like, he he could be an 800-yard receiver. This False. Year. Like, he, he was taken in the seventh round. I'm offended. He doesn't know us it was, at all. It was the end of the sixth. But as Barker would say, he's a seventh rounder. Arms, he doesn't know he, us at all. Because he was taken at the end of the sixth. He's a seventh rounder. He used to pay attention. He used to never lose eye contact. Now he doesn't know us at all. He wouldn't, even, <laughs> yeah. he wouldn't even look at me when I didn't have a beard. <laughs> Uh, that was tough. it's still tough. I mean, it's still <laughs> it's almost it's back. coming it's back. Still, coming back. It's still, you right now you've got a red I slim live, red slim shady thing going on. I right have now. more facial hair than you right now. <laughs> that's false. Uh, see, that's know. completely false. I bet mine's longer. Hit uh, the thing, uh, Jesus! Trying to get you have more dirt. facial hair than me. You say, yeah. I'm, I must be the wrong one. Thank you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Hit the thing. That's, uh, what, that's what you're going to hear me say. Hit the thing. Hit the thing. <laughs> Hit the thing. Make right. comes wrong. Talk about your dude. Kiki. So that was 12. Kiki Kiki. I have the same stance. I like Kiki. I like Kiki as much as Traquan. I think Kiki could right. be the slot receiver in Houston sooner than later. And I'd rather take a late round flyer and redraft and, you know, startups on Kiki than Traquan. Yeah. I like Traquan more long term, but they're, Kiki could produce a little bit this year, but I'm still not taking him. Here's what they've got. They've got Braxton Miller, Will Fuller, and Kiki Kuti. Kiki. They're all kind of the same. They are all kind of the same. Here's the problem. I'm going to go get a Brax- pop. Braxton Miller just hasn't worked yet. Yeah. All right. Will Fuller can't stay healthy. So that kind of opens the door for Kiki Kuti. If he can be kind of what a lot of people really thought either one of those other guys could be, because Will Fuller showed some flashes. Uh, Miller showed a little bit. Yeah. Not, he's not been impressive at all, really, but he's had moments. But if Kiki can really hammer down that role, he's got a chance to be relevant. I, I'm, He's a flyer. I'm not taking him in the first round. I'm probably going to start taking some defensive players over him. I mean, for the love of God, he's definitely not going to be the number one. Yeah. And uh, we still have a developing quarterback who's only had a half of season under his belt. We don't know where he's going to start, you know, uh, Looking for his outlets. There's no he. Cote can't be his security blanket, especially when you got Nook. Yeah, the the thing about Kiki Cote is he's just a strict field stretcher. He he plays out the slot and can run some drag routes, simple routes. I love him. I think he his game translate well translates well to the NFL today because of the field stretching ability. 
but I don't think he's a defined route runner. He's not a great pass catcher either. But if you can get the ball into his hands, either via the deep ball or what he ran a lot in college was a lot of bubble screens, Mm -hmm. easy catch stuff, get the ball in your hands, take off afterwards, I think he's going to have a really, really solid career. I'm not saying Kiki Kuti is ever going to be a Deshaun Deshaun, uh, Jackson or anything like that, but he could approach it. He could approach that. That's it. That's his his skill set and his game plan. But let's talk about his comp. It's a, he's always going to be comp to the Julian Edelmans of the world. He's going to be comp to Wes Welker, um, Danny Amendola, those type I, players. But he's not them. Yeah, like, yeah. It, but I'm I'm talking about where, where he played in college. It's not even the close route, to his game. Is the, yeah, the routes he ran in college. That's what you see. But ultimately, he's three inches, four inches taller than these guys. Yeah. Uh, he's a step faster than these guys, and I don't know if he necessarily has quite the hands, but it's not far off. Yeah, I mean, he he does have bad hands. He's not a natural pass catcher, but he doesn't have bad hands. Him and Will Fuller is the same size. I mean, he and Will Fuller's just been disappointing. I mean, if anyone thinks 47 receptions for 600-and-something yards is a is a really good year. Or, Red zone threat. <laughs> If somehow that guy catches touchdowns. He did catch touchdowns last year. I, mean, yeah. I don't understand it, but somehow he does. It's kind of I'm like, going to just chalk kind of like that one up. Third, third year. Don't discount the third year breakout. He had he had all not seven catches. I'm he not had, saying it's happening. Yeah, no. I'm, he had seven catches in four games, and then he then that was the first four games of the year, and you're like, whoa. Oh, we, oh yeah, that was Deshaun Watson. So Def- maybe definitely maybe, a deep threat. Yeah, maybe maybe they have maybe uh, Deshaun Watson and him have a little chemistry. But Kiki Kuti, I think he has a quicker road to getting some playing time. I think he put up forty five catches this year. Yeah, seven hundred yards and have some value as a uh, bye week guy. And in years to come, I, I think he could be that guy that's a lock for three to five receptions a game, where Will Fuller is. In, you know, the fantasy efficiency is not going to be there. You're yeah. going to have big games out of Will Fuller. You're going to have games where he catches a pass for five yards. And, and, and at this point, they don't have anything left in Will Fuller or Miller. Like, they can let him go. They can let him walk whenever I don't the contract think they'll let I understand that, but Fuller, I'm saying but there's, right. no, there's no need to pay them. Yeah, it's not like they're Juju Schuster-Smith putting up monster seasons exactly. right off the bat. I mean, they, they can let them walk. Now, before I move on to the next receiver – by by Nitt's account, Traquan Smith was a third round pick. He's a third round pick. Bark. Well, well, by, Jaleel by, Scott by the NFL Drafts account, he was also a third round pick. Jaleel Scott of the Ravens, you know, Jaleel Scott, one of our favorites that we never have talked about once, was a fourth rounder. Are you going to take him? He's on my team. He's uh, on my fa- my main team. I have Jaleel Scott. My, I don't think y'all caught that. Where's but. my niddle button that says I must be the wrong one? I need the niddle I'm version. I'm never wrong is the problem. <laughs> oh, God. That just gives you guys, as as the listener, a little bit of insight is what we deal with on a daily basis. Anyways, we're not talking about Jaleel Scott for real. Antonio Callaway was the next guy drafted behind <laughs> Kiki Kuti. And uh, this is this is where things get different for me. Like Traquan and Kiki, late-round flyer at best for me in Dynasty Startups and Redrafts. Antonio Callaway is... A definite late round flyer for me. Not not somebody that I might take a late round flyer on. I'm taking the flyer on Antonio Callaway if Corey Coleman gets traded, and probably still because Corey Coleman's going to break a hand. But Callaway's got a path to starting, and it is it. Corey Coleman's the only thing that stands in his way. No thanks. I mean, you've got two far, far, far better wide receivers already ahead of him. It's the Browns. So you've got Tyrod Taylor, who's never proven that he could make one receiver relevant, let alone three, and you're going to have a rookie Baker Mayfield. Fair point. Talent-wise, Callaway's fine, but I don't want him when he's on the Browns. Callaway also didn't play last year or most of the season before that. Been in trouble nonstop at Florida, whether it's for drugs or for theft or – He's a great fit. What (laughs) He does fit great in the modern NFL slash Browns. Yeah. But, wonder what they're going to do when they realize like the game has started. And it's like, where is Flash Gordon and Antonio Callaway? Where are they? Oh, they're, oh, they're on the. What? They were in the medical tent. They're, what were they doing in the medical tent together? Uh, All of a sudden, you just see smoke rolling out. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I hey, on the bright side, look how much money they're going to save on dry ice. 
Yeah. At the beginning of each game, you don't have to have the dry ice for the fog coming out. They're just going to stand there like, we got this, bro. Just let the medical tent up. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like your the boldness of t- being so definite on Antonio Cowley. He's definitely talented. I mean, I, I'm not going to flip said, flop like on said, this one. Late round. I said he could be, he was a first round talent. He was in a three years ago. Three, yeah. When yeah. he was when he was one of the best. He three years ago he was one of the best wide receivers in the SEC as a like a, a sophomore, fr- redshirt sh- freshman, something like that. And then he didn't play again. So I, I mean, his talent got him into the fourth round alone. That says something about it. In a it four in a four round rookie draft, I'll take him in the mid fifth. <laughs> I don't think he's that bad. I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, no. I'm dead definitely in the a, definitely you guys a taxi squad. Like if, if there's, if I have, uh, listen, if, if Josh Gordon a, could be suspended at any moment. You're right. So could Antonio Callaway. Yeah, very true. If I, would, if, if I need a uh, a linebacker, and there's someone who might start available in the fourth, I'm taking him over Antonio Callaway. I could agree with that. But I we're mean, talking. Gonna we're talking redraft and dynasty startup. Okay. Where's I, this? Where's it? Hold on. Where's I, that button I at? want my number four receiver. I must be the wrong one. <laughs> God, I love I want it. my number four receiver, maybe even my number five receiver before I take a chance on Callaway. I want to back up at every I position. agree. I agree. I want my fourth and my fifth before Callaway, too. It's just like, you know, if it's a deep draft and it's the last round and, and it's that point where you take a flyer on a guy to watch during the preseason, because you're going to have to make a cut at some point. Everybody drops someone before the season starts in redraft and in dynasty startups. Callaway's my guy that I'm going to drop that I drafted in the very last round if Corey Coleman is still there or if no one gets in trouble or, you know, that that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm playing Antonio Callaway in a single game this year. I'm saying he's my yeah, draft in the I'm last round and keep an eye on him. Fairly taxi confident squad. the Browns won't play Antonio Callaway in a single game this year. Are we going to talk about Jaleel Scott? We will in a, in a second. Oh, just, okay. Since you I'll really want to. Then. Nah, I mean, and he, he was a fourth rounder, so... <laughs> Draft cap, Captain Draft Capital. <laughs> I thought that was arms. Now it's niddle. Once we get in these spots, I mean, there's nothing in them anymore. No, but there there is there, no there is one guy, and we'll just we'll quick touch on the others. We'll quick touch you like that, baby. We will quick touch De- me. Oh, Deshaun Hamilton is actually draftable in both formats to me, redraft and dynasty startups. Again, late round, like the last couple rounds, but I think Deshaun Hamilton. Is going to play out of the slot a lot. It is. I think Deshaun. he's. I think he's going to play a lot. I think he's going to play more than Sutton. He's going to play. Emmanuel Sanders is a threat to get injured every time he touches the ball. Now, Demarius Thomas is declining. Those two guys are obviously the guys to own. I'm not telling you to go out and pick up Deshaun Hamilton instead of Sanders or Thomas. I'm not saying that. I'm saying Case Keenum probably going to get on the same page with someone else that is in Denver for their first year and give them a 40 to 50 reception season. I think that's Deshaun Hamilton. Damn, you you sold that. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely a great salesperson. I'm not buying because I'll pass on the number four receiver in a Case Keenum offense. But, you know, hey, great job. Bravo, good sir. Bravo. You can't always look at what, you know, whether they're the one, two, three, or four. Sometimes you have to look at who the quarterback is. What the situation is, the slot receiver is an emerging position in the NFL. Demarius Thomas is a declining receiver in the NFL. Emmanuel Sanders is a declining receiver in the NFL. And sometimes rookies rise above those old veterans. It happens I, every year. I understand. And, and, I'm just making a call. And Deshaun Hamilton. And during the offseason, whenever you could pick this guy up who had a single target for a dollar, go ahead and do it. Oh, you roasted me on saying that <laughs> Traquan couldn't beat out the aging Ted Ginn, but then you say the rising Deshaun Hamilton is going to beat out Cortland <laughs> Sutton and Emmanuel Sanders and Darius Thomas. <laughs> MVP. <laughs> I'm buying it. MVP. <laughs> I mean, nah, I'm, I'm cool, bro. I'm good. I mean, the thing is, I'll say Deshaun Hamilton, he doesn't wow you with stats coming out, and he do, didn't wow anyone at the combine. I mean, just kind of pedestrian. So he's I mean, the poor guy did play with Hackenberg for I, a year, right? I, I had to look. I, I got to admit this right now. that You kept on bringing up a spark 
skill or a spark score from the combine at, at spark points. wonder yeah. and i was like i kept spelling it like with a k I'm like what the hell is he talking about with <laughs> a cube, right? i finally finally found it it's a cube baby. like a month ago or something like that i'm like i'm embarrassed i didn't know that already but course i've been spelling it wrong for two years uh, god where's my niddle button that says i must be the wrong one yeah uh, i didn't say i was wrong no i know i'm just playing I, I i was actually right now i spelled it the company spark spark with a q come on all right anyway spark the drink pedestrian I, I don't know Deshaun hamilton i i want to get in i just want to i want I want to tear you down like you tore me down on Traquan. I don't but, think, uh, you know. I mean, he was drafted after him too, right? Yes, he was. Okay. Draft capital. Okay. Okay. Tell <laughs> us about Jaleel. Tell us about Jaleel Scott. One man show on this one. Sick. John Niddle with the Jaleel Scott Hour. <laughs> Can I get some music? Oh, you want, you want Jaleel Scott music? Because I'm in love with Jaleel Scott. Oh, my God. I'm well, in we've love already, with Jaleel. We've already played all the music he's worth. that's worth having for him, so... Yeah. All right. I, I, no. Oh no! Oh no! It's too late, bro. Good. It, it's it's too it's too late. We're gonna have a commercial for like Lisa mattresses here, real quick. <laughs> for what? <laughs> Whatever you play is gonna have a commercial on it first. Yep. There it is. Well, yeah, it always does. But you don't have to do this. No, I want to hear. I want to hear how you uh, actually. I'd prefer that you didn't. I want to so. hear you profess your love for Jaleel. It's Scott. not gonna be that. I don't see. Ooh, go ahead. Oh, that was a. Was that big pimping? Here you go. Here you go, mm-hmm. Ned. All right. Tell us about Jaleel Scott. All right. Jaleel Scott's a six foot six, big old target out of New Mexico State. Drafted in the fourth round by a team that really needs a wide receiver. Oh yeah. The Ravens. Ravens. And Jaleel Scott, he can provide Provided that to me. That instant impact that that fan base needs. Jaleel, I need you, Jaleel. Six foot six, hands the kill. Big ol' hands. Oh, thank you for reminding me of that. Ten and five eighths. I know my Jaleel. Number one hand size in this year's combine. Biggest hand. 76 receptions, 1,000 yards, 900 touchdowns. Them's big stats. <laughs> big old stats. All right, I'm done. Will you cut this music off? It's horrid. Jaleel. Oh, Jaleel. Jaleel, won't you feel? <laughs> Are you feeling, Jaleel? All right, can we please stop? No, I think we're going to leave this on for the whole episode. <laughs> then I'm going to leave. <laughs> Why? Because You must be the wrong one. No. <laughs> Unfortunately. Jaleel! Okay. All okay. right. Anyhow, um, one thing I will say is they definitely need uh, uh, a number two receiver in Baltimore. You're right 100% there. Yeah, they do. Probably, you're going to say it's just not Jaleel Scott. No, I'm not, I don't know who it is. I Me mean, neither. They, they haven't had the answer on who's the number one receiver for a couple yeah. of years. Ah, Crabtree is now, I, I hope. I know. But I, that's what I'm saying. But until now, who? Uh, they had Steve Smith for a few years, but – I mean, other than that, they've had nobody. Like, here's what nobody of consequence. Here's where I'll say, he his his high end comp is his highest of high end comp. Jaleel Scott could be Marquise Colston for a long time, who just wanders around the middle, provides a humongous target, and catches the ball and goes down. I mean, he could be like, or he could be the Cal Poly guy. His bottom end is... Oh, who's God. Ramsey's Barden. Barden. Oh, yeah. I was going to yeah. look him up. I was going to say... Yeah. I think his high-end comp is Ramsey's Barden. <laughs> he's low-end Ramsey's Barden, high-end... High, high-end. So, you're Marcus talking Goldstein. about a semi-perennial all-conference guy. Or Ramsey's Barden. Or a guy with <laughs> maybe five career receptions. That's a pretty damn wide you know maybe gap there all right y'all go to the next one i'm gonna get ramsey's barton's career receptions up here all right so because i think you're pretty close but might be high i, I want to say it's 25 well, we talked 25 about jaleel what do you guys think of jamon Moore? just uh we, we'll just touch quickly on cue, these guys cue that music up again for jamon 
That's too late. Oh, damn. Sorry. Hey, perennial thousand-yard receiver in the in the SEC, uh, going into another spot where they have a wide receiver competition going on for you, you taking him in, in redrafts or dynasty startups. I, you said you would take Antonio. He's my Antonio Callaway. Okay. All right. That, that's, that's what fair I'll enough. Say. Somebody's. I Keep mean, he's quick. Six three two oh five. You know. He 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 was the first receiver taken by Green Bay. You know, not not and then to, they took two more. Yep. Not not to kill me and Arms' love for ESB, but Jamon Moore was the first receiver taken by Green Bay. You know who's, who he is the same size as uh, about fifty percent of the receivers in the right. NFL. But it, Jordy Nelson. I mean, they they dra- the three guys they drafted were our projections to take over the Jordy Nelson role in that offense. Which one's going to take it, and how soon? It's not going to be this year. It might not be next year. It might be three years out. They're all developmental. But Javon Moore, you go look at his highlights. People, if you're listening, go look at his highlights and tell me that dude doesn't have some quick twitch in him. Good pass catcher, separation. The The best thing that I read on Javon Moore was the Packers, uh, the Packers GM. Eats up yardage. Eats up soft cushions. Guys were giving him 10, 12-yard cushions, and they vanished. And he was by him in a hurry. And what Jordy Nelson do? He was their deep ball threat. The guy has some NFL t- game to him, and hey, he's my projection to win that starting spot eventually. I just don't know two. how much yardage you can eat up running a four six. That was he ran like a four four eight at his pro day. Did he? I yeah. Didn't, I didn't. The, the guy. You have to watch the tape on these players. If you're just watching their I, combine forty, yeah. But if you watch the tape, you you, you must think, be the wrong one. You would think Alden Tate was a stud. But ultimately, no, he's, he's Equi- a 4'8 guy. Go go watch your Alden Tate and, and Equinamius Stain Brown. They don't make crisp routes. This dude against Florida, against a top corner, I can tell you he ran this post-corner route, is like one of the, the slant up and then flagged mm-hmm. out to the end zone. The, the cornerback almost fell down, and then he put a move on the on the vertical route to the flag, puts a move on the safety. Almost He almost knocked two guys down without even touching them in the same route against the top SEC competition. And then you go to the the Georgia game. He puts a move on a safety. The safety didn't even touch him. Falls Like the dude has some quick twitch, has that one move burst of ch- or change of direction. Dude, Jamon Moore's scary athletic at 6'3". Go check it out. Go check out his highlights. I mean, the difference between, you know, basically sub 4'5 and 4'6". It's huge in the NFL. It is. I mean, but he's not a four six guy whatsoever. Go no, watch I'm, the tape. If if he is, I mean, fine. Now, my only issue with Jamon Moore, it, one of these guys is going to most likely be a long term solution for the Packers. Yeah, that's what this, I'm saying. The I agree sad thing 100%. is, I have I have no idea which one. I mean, but me and you believe in who? Equinemius St. Brown. Watch, now, it's going to be Van Scantling. Before Van Scantling, it could be. Before we get there, I want to talk about two small school guys since we're on that subject. I don't really want to talk about this next one, but don't discount Darice Fountain or Fountaine of uh, Indianapolis. They have a need for receiver. Yeah, Don't draft him. I'm not saying to take a late-round flyer on him. I'm not. I'm just saying I like keeping an eye on that guy in a uh, decimated Colts receiving core. Just keep an eye on him. He's a small school guy. He could be this year's Keelan Cole. That's all I got to say. Trent Taylor. Trent Taylor. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Get it. Now, the name alone has caused me to want to give him an introduction. Drafted by the Green Bay Packers. (laughs) Over Equinemius St. Brown. Marquez Valdez. You thought this out. (laughs) His game is tantalizing. Tantalizing. Hunger! I am Marquez Valdez Gentling. <laughs> ESB will die at the hands of my sword. <laughs> Is this Zorro? Yes. Yes! I don't know. You will not defeat me, ESB, for I am Marquez Valdez Gentling. Uh, we I, could I end do, this and I actually talk about kids it. Kids sleep upstairs so he can stop yelling. <laughs> I, I thought this was fun. Arms, you must die. <laughs> Damascus Zorro. This All guy's right. seriously huge. Marquez Valdez Scantling is 6'5", 207. He's a small school school product that Damon Talbot of NFL Draft Diamonds is extremely high on. And uh, 
I'm not betting against Damon. I still I, I like ESB, but it is highly possible that Valdez Scantling ends up being the guy to own. That's the crazy thing about the Packers. It could be Jamal Moore. It could be Valdez Scantling, and it could be ESB. It really could. It could be any one of those guys. It's not going to be two. Uh, they have one. They have they, one, they have one, one opportunity for this size yeah. of receiver, and and they've got to kind of pry a starting position away from somebody else. I mean, they don't. Nobody has a defined path to starting. I don't really believe in Randall Cobb, but you know, no, nobody really done. has a defined path to be the number two in Green Bay. Right. But the thing about Green Bay is, I mean, they're good enough to support number three. Jordy Let's, Nelson has left. There is a huge gap. There is a. There is a huge void of receptions and yardage and touchdowns that needs to be filled. Now, Devontae Adams is going to take up some. Oh, yeah, he's going yeah. to go nuts. His, his, yeah, his targets, yards, everything's going to go up this year, period. But they ain't going to go up by 1,000 yards and, no. and 12 touchdowns. Well, and Randall Cobb's probably going to be, you know, nicked up, chipped up. Like so he's going to be a fi- he's going to be a max fifty yeah. reception guy. Now, now listen, I still believe in Geronimo Allison. He's the first guy I'm drafting before these rookies. I okay. believe Geronimo Allison yeah. can take that job and run with it. But if, if was well, he if, a seventh rounder too? Yeah, but he's played. Okay. He's so played they've got well more draft in, capital on these guys this year. Draft capital. Geronimo Allison could be a camp cut. Let's figure this out though. Out of these three guys, which all have good size, Jamon Moore, Marquez Valdez Scantling, and ESB, which we haven't touched on yet. <laughs> Which one of those guys could possibly play the slot if Randall Cobb? Let, let's say that uh, Jamon Moore, well, not necessarily Jamon Moore takes the outside spot. Let's say that. Uh, Which one's taking let's say, the slot? Let's say this Allison w- is on the outside with uh, Devontae Adams and Cobb goes down. Which one of those three are, are going to man the slot? One million percent. Out of those three, it's Jamon Moore. Oh, yeah. I, I'll tell you that he he is the quick twitch guy. He's the smaller at six three. He's the smallest, but the guy changes direction smoother than any other player in the NFL uh, draft this year. I think. I mean, almost as well as Calvin Ridley. I mean, the guy changes direction. That's what you have to have out of the slot. Because to me, that's that's going to be where it's at for one of these rookies. I think is playing. In front of Cobb or for Cobb when he goes down, so Is I agree with you. Who? I agree with you on more in that aspect. Long term, I love me some ESB. Get on it. Now, one thing I will say about Van Scantling is, or Valdez Scantling. Why do I why do I keep calling him that? Because we guy, said Van Helsing, I mean, but the guy's never broke a thousand yards. He's never broke nine hundred yards. Guys do that all the time in college and then move on to the NFL. But and if you're the premier talent on your that. team, you'd think they'd be force-feeding it to you, right? At South Florida, too. Yeah. I mean, you, they had a running quarterback. Okay. Quentin, so so you're telling Quentin me. Flowers? Was that yeah. South Florida? You're telling me they're not even going to, you know, if you're the premier guy, force-feed him a little bit. Kind of like Kiki Kuti, just throw no. him some bubble screens and stuff like that and just get the ball in his hands. But no, no, he's not the body type to throw bubble screens. I don't, I don't. Maybe I'm off course here, but I don't see a lot of force feeding your guy anymore in college in the NFL. It doesn't honest. work out from a win loss standpoint. No, no. It, I I could say that when you see the guy that has 125 receptions in the NCAA, they usually went seven and five. Yeah, yeah. You're you're right. What was the last one like Freddie Mitchell or someone like that? Freddie Mitchell. Freddie Mitchell. <laughs> Freaking Freddie Mitchell. <laughs> it's Ramsey's Barden and Fred. You can tell it's the back end of wide receiver drafts. <laughs> where yeah. we're, the, the one thing I will when say our comps are guys who had 20 or less receptions in the NFL. So Valdez Scantley ran a four three seven. Saint Brown ran a four four eight. So if if uh, your boy Jay Mon also ran a four four eight, we're talking about some three pretty good movers. Quite yeah. possibly, I mean, I don't know what Adams ran, but might be the three fastest receivers on the team. Yeah, I do, I do think Green Bay took three really good shots at receiver oh, yeah. in this draft without spending too much draft capital. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like uh, St. Brown, had he had any sort of talented quarterback for his career, could have been a much larger threat as far as you know yardage-wise, touchdown-wise. Uh, just I didn't believe in what the, any of the product Notre Dame's been putting out on the field for the past couple of years. Yeah. I'm not going to discount – Equinemius St. Brown having a better career with a better quarterback because it was they just it was garbage. It was one or two of these guys are going to be lucky. But what I saw, yeah, what I saw when I went and watched this Equinemius St. Brown highlight tapes was like the catch against Texas where he flips into the end zone and then a whole lot of lumbering around the field when he changes direction. 
I he he's unquestionably a vertical threat because he's six five and you run a four four eight. He doesn't change direct like he just does not break. It it was painful to watch to me. Um, when when I'm looking at the NFL prospects, you must be able to separate. You, the only way to separate is in the NFL. The only way to separate in the NFL is not speed. Every corner runs a four four in the size. NFL. It it's not size. It can be. Size it, and it, it can help, be. Man. It can there, be. There's there's more than one kind of receiver. Unless in the NFL. you're Barton, you have N- to change direction. As you far have to as, change direction. Yeah, Nittle's correct as far as the NFL is becoming a slot receiver league. It's a get open league, not but it's because, not a go up and get it league. But there's still guys that go up and get it and produce. And I think ESB is going to be one of those that, guys. It, that's where I'm at with him. He's going to be the you know jump ball winner and. When ninety percent of the time, because he's an he's an absolute athletic freak. Yeah, and he's raw. So if if they develop him correctly in Green Bay, him and one of those other rookies are going to be just fine in a few years. Yeah, n- I don't have much faith in it either, any of the three. I, I don't either. But I, yards but I, this year. But I uh, in and, dynasty leagues, like if none of them got drafted, I'm spending a, cu- a buck or two on them to stash them. Oh, absolutely. One of those guys, I guarantee one of those guys blows up. The, in the, the next problem few is years. you almost fill out your taxi squad by having, because you have to, you got to be comfortable okay trying to take all three of them, right? All right. I'm we, just the crazy guy to do it. No doubt. No doubt. So what about tight ends today? No, you guys, no Auden Tate, right? No. We don't care about Auden Tate. You want to talk about him? I don't. He's the I, I don't. I think he's going to be cut. He's the very same receiver that Equinamia St. Brown is to me. <gasps> Except, Except he's a little slower. He's a lot slower. I just I half, don't think he's even He's a make half a second slower. You can't over it's one run. Like J no, Moore. It's, it's three. It's two. You get three attempts. I think it's two. And the fastest you can do is a four eight two, four seven eight. And if you had That's a bad, bad if you had a bad dinner the night before. Just need a little more seasoning. <laughs> you just need a little more seasoning. I go back and watch highlight tapes. I put the time in, Arms. I put the time. I, I watch my four or five minute NCAA highlight hey, hey, videos. Hey, if I'm getting ripped, you're getting ripped. Yeah, why don't There's you stop yelling? Asleep. There are children <laughs> oh, asleep <yeah>. upstairs. Oops. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a sorry. No, you must be the wrong one. <laughs> <sighs> so, transitioning very wrong, sweetly. I don't want to be right. Oh, God. Should I play some Triple H music for Hunter Hayden Hurst? No, I'm your, just joking. Keep your voice down. So I, I believe where we're at with the, pretty much everyone we've talked to talked about today is wide receiver five or later. Yes. These are all basically taxi squad guys. More, more or less. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. we, we can go to your house and I, we're so I can yell. Immature in this I can I can go to your house and yell and wake up your six month old. Please. She sleeps like a she sleeps like a what, log. Your your six month old's a boy. Oh yeah. That's how much I pay attention to arms these days. Uh, why the heck would I change my little girl's diaper? Was there a wee-wee there? <laughs> what, what did that happen? The hell did that Let's get through these tight ends because oh, i got to get to work. Hayden Hurst. Where are you drafting Hayden Hurst in regard? Here, I don't listen. like Hayden Hurst. I think he's the worst. He's one of the the worst tight ends. I'm, ta- I'm taking him uh, slightly me, after Jason Witten, who let me just retired. <laughs> yeah, no, let me start over for a second. He's only 13 years younger than Jason Witten. <laughs> he's like 26 or something okay. like that. Hunter Henry <laughs> just went down and out for the season with a torn ACL. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I think you know they're going to bring Antonio Gates back, but the tight end pool just got thinner. It's already a shallow pool yeah. of radioactive garbage. If you put, I mean, you got Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz and. Gronk, Maybe Gronk. and and probably that's, and that's Gronk. about it. it. And, I'm, and I'm not pulling in arms and taking any of those guys in the first couple rounds of startups. I'm just not. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my you know middle of the draft. Your Hayden Hurst targets on on a Hayden Hurst or, a, or a Mike Gusecki. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So Hayden Hurst. I mean, he's tw- he's 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 24 now. Going to be 25 when when he takes the field for the first time. Which the good there is, he's older. <laughs> I don't know. He he didn't impress me. He he's did not impress ma- me at South Carolina. Mature is the word you're looking for. Yeah, he's mature and flamed out of the out of the majors. I, that's all I know about him. I mean, he's just not a threat to me. Yeah, he's uh, he, he doesn't into the look league. athletically. He's going to come into the league, and when Max Williams tries to tell him something about how to run a route, he's going to be like, "Ah, respect your elder son. I know what I'm doing." <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. That's why I played eight years in the NCAA. Absolutely. I don't know. Don't I you mean, tell me I got this here, uh, tr- you know, triple A card that tells me I know exactly what I'm making the right decisions. <laughs> I, I hate that he was the first. He, I hate that he's who we have to leave, lead off with. I agree. Mike Gusecki and Dallas Goddard to me are superior talents. Um, I agree. But Hayden but, Hurst is likely to get peppered with some targets in a in a really a, yeah. a whole brand new Baltimore offense. That's what I was about. to None say. None of these guys have caught passes from Joe Flacco yet, I've, and so all of these guys have the opportunity to catch Joe Flacco's eye or both his eyes. They're crossed, I think, after that hit <laughs> that Miami put on him. Kiko, but, I mean, they're – Kiko Alonso. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. now, now, now he looks like crazy <laughs> eyes from Mr. Deeds. But everybody's going to have their chance to catch passes from, from Flacco, uh, unfortunately. And yeah. Hayden Hurst is going to be one of those There's going to be a lot of defensive backs to catch passes from Flacco as well. Yeah, yeah true. Hayden Hurst – at worst, I think he's a backup tight end in, in even a 10-team league. Like, you, you, he kind of has to find his way onto a roster as at least a backup tight end. Uh, but it's just not exciting. Here's the problem with Hayden Hurst. I've said it before. They also drafted Mark Andrews, who was arguably the number one receiver. Go look at their combine results. Who was arguing that? Or, or arguably number one tight end. Who, oh, who, who, who was arguing at that? At one point, Mel Kuyper. Um, Mel Kuyper? Um, Todd McShay, they had him at the top of the tight end list. I don't remember Athletically, that. I know everyone lo- makes it look like Hayden Hurst is much better, but their numbers are nearly identical for everything. They ran the same 40. I think they ran the same 20-yard uh, shuttle. Uh, their vertical was within like half of an inch. Their broad jump, I think Andrews actually beat Hurst. I mean, we're talking – these are very similar ath- you know, athletes. I don't know which one's going to end up getting all the targets. Let's play a game real quick. Okay. Di- Dynasty and redraft startups. Obviously, we're taking Kelsey and Ertz, Evan Ingram, Rob Gronkowski. Hunter Henry was actually the fifth tight end off the board in some wow. formats. He's gone. I agree 100% with that. I love Hunter. I loved Hunter Henry. Me too. Um, but, okay, so in one of the next guys to go was O.J. Howard, who fights for targets from Cameron Brait. So mm-hmm. Hayden Hurst or O.J. Howard? O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard. Easy. Njoku or Hayden Hurst? Uh, Njoku. Super Trey athlete. Burton. Njoku. No, Trey Burton or Hayden Hurst? Hayden Hurst. I don't believe in Trey Burton. I don't Trey either. Burton's like 28. Eric Ebron or Hayden Hurst? I'll go Ebron. Ebron is the number two tight end. They're talking about splitting him out wide. I'd go Ebron, By too. the way, didn't where did Trey Burton go? Chicago. 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 Okay. I'll take Trey Burton, by the way. Even though you passed me over on that. I'll take Adam Shaheen. Okay. Man. Okay. Go Just ahead. curious, though. Because right now, you know, Hayden Hurst, uh, he's falling around the tight end 20 range, but with injury and some other things going on. That's, I don't know if I'm going to wait till 20. I could see him at the back end of a starter. But, I am I mean, as we said, I think there's two other tight ends in this year's rookie draft class that I'm going to take over him. Agreed. And Mike Gusecki we'll talk about first. And I'm taking him. Uh, let me see. I'm not taking him over Kelsey Ertz, Ingram, Gronk. Um, I am taking him over Howard easily. Yeah. I'm taking him over Njoku. I, I would see that. I'm taking him over Kyle Rudolph. See, I like – Rudolph's just so consistently good. Yeah. New quarterback. I, I – I don't know. I, I understand. I I don't think you're wrong. You know what I mean? Rudolph's kind of safe. Know. He's kind of safe. He is but he, a safe player. Yeah. But but yeah, I want to go bigger than safe. Whenever I'm in a startup, I want to. Okay. I want to. I want a. Uh, so you like advantage? To, you like I really, to reach? Really want to? No. I th- At tight end, yes, I do like to. I like to either reach or wait till the last rounds and grab a Ricky Seals Jones and an Air Kebron yeah. and just rotate them. But Gasecki, I like in front of a whole lot of guys. I mean, I he's probably my tight end. Eight or nine. I would be comfortable with Mike Gusecki as my number one tight end. Me too. If if I had a good rest of my offense, because there's not very many that you know. Most of them suck. We'll take the big four. I'm going to add Kittle. I'd rather have Kittle over him. I like Kittle, Uh, but I want Gusecki. I'll take Kittle all day. I think Kittle will be a top six this year, top five maybe. I want him over Jordan Reed, just over injury concerns. I want him over Delaney Walker because Delaney Walker is like 47, and drop off's got to happen eventually. Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham, yeah. you know, give me yeah. Gasecki because Graham's just a red zone. I'll take target. Olson over him too. So, oh, I'll take Olson over him. Even too. though Olson, give me Olson, yeah, definitely. So. 
I'm saying Mike Gusecki probably around. I would draft him as the tenth tight end off the I was board. Say seven yeah. seven to a, ten in that range. I'm comfortable with him there in a in a redraft setting. That's high praise for a rookie. I it mean, is, but and, it's and, it's tight ends and hands down the number one rookie tight end. It's not close. Yeah, and, and there's you know Jarvis Landry is gone. They did take. I don't know who's Durham gonna Smith. Yeah, German Smythe. Smythe Smith. <laughs> I don't know who in Miami's going to catch all the underneath stuff, though. I mean, they've they've got a, a log jam of mediocrity at wide receiver right now, which I like some of the guys. Albert Wilson, Devontae Parker's a turd. Kenny Stills is a deep threat over the middle kind of guy. Somebody's going to be catching those five and seven yard tosses from. I could just Tannehill. call a thousand yard receiver a turd. You could tell he's a fan of the team. He's like, she's such a turd. Who, Devontae Parker? Yeah. When the heck did he put a thousand yards on paper? What, what's he, he normally put up? Has. Huh? Seven fifty? He's a turd. Maybe. I thought he was always right around a thousand. No, he's a turd. <laughs> Absolute turd. You're a turd. Oh, six seventy, seven forty, five hundred. Turd. First round draft pick, and you're not going to put up more than six hundred yards. <laughs> my bad. My bad. For some reason, I thought he was usually right around nine ninety. No, he's range. that guy I'm trying to saw in half when I pee in the toilet. <laughs> God, let's go. Let's go. He's, per, he's, proje- got? What he's projected to got? go at 904 this year. Uh, Dallas Goddard was next. Honestly, it's too risky. Dallas Goddard is exactly the Baltimore situation between Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews, except Zach Ertz is the definite one in, yeah. in Philadelphia as opposed to Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews. So I'd rather draft Hayden Hurst than Dallas Goddard just simply based off of, you know, role. Tra- Hayden Hurst has a – Bigger chance to be the number one than Dallas Goddard has in Philadelphia. Like Trey Burton, whenever he had an opportunity to be, quote, the man. He caught 30-some 30, 30 balls. He was okay. He was okay. You know, he, he wasn't great, but he was okay. Yeah. The, the problem is, whenever both of them were active, he was completely irrelevant. Well, nobody was starting Trey Burton last year in fantasy leagues. I know. But my point is, if they, they just let Trey Burton walk. They think, all right, we've got a replacement in Dallas Goddard in this year's draft. That doesn't make him relevant. No. I mean, he's a better tight end, I think. Absolutely. I think he has a chance to be really good. I don't think he's half the tight end that Zach Ertz is right now, though. So that's the problem. Ertz is an absolute animal. He's a consensus top three tight end all the way across the board. He, I'm, I'm still convinced that the Eagles drafted him in Dallas because his name's Dallas and they could rub it in Dallas' face. And they that's took it. him like a spot in front of him, right? Yeah, and they are like, eh. It, knowing that Dallas needed him. I think it was just the biggest play, NFL play of all time, oh, yeah. that will have no relevance so ju- for the team. Just a wonderful, just a dick move is what you're saying. Yeah, it, it was the last position they needed, to be quite honest, other than quarterback. And they were like, meh. I should have played the theme music to Dallas before bah. we started talking about Dallas. Dallas Goddard's better. probably a Hall of Famer if he goes to the Cowboys and immediately starts for the exiting. Ah, let's take him and sit him on the pine for four years. So, yeah, that's Underdevelop how, him. That's how you stay champions. <laughs> yeah. Instead of the weight room, we'll send him to the sauna. <laughs> just let him drop 40 pounds in a season. and yeah. We're just going to let this guy ride his unicycle outside the stadium while we play. Wearing a Super Bowl champion shirt just to keep rubbing it in. Mark Andrews, somebody here is high on him. Are you taking him in dynasty startups or redraft startups? Take him right around where I take Hayden Hurst. <sighs> I don't like either one of them, though. I like Hayden Hurst to start. I'd take a full handcuff. <laughs> Has there ever been a tight end handcuff? So, so you're going to you're gonna, rookie handcuff to a rookie? Say you're going to rookie handcuff a rookie? <laughs> yeah. So that, that makes no sense. <laughs> rookie handcuff squared. <laughs> On the bright side, I, I don't believe Andrews has his uh, golden Buckeye card yet. No, I don't. I don't like either of the Baltimore. Hayden Hurst was just meh. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to draft a rookie, I've already said it. In a, six, in a 16 team, you shouldn't be happy with either one of these guys. On the no. practice field, Hayden Hurst is going to be walking up to Mark Andrews like, now listen, that's how we did it in my day. <laughs> is you're going to run up there and you're going to turn left and then hurry up and turn right. And then, ah, hold on, i gotta go. I got to go get my denture cream. Hayden Hurst played with leather <laughs> helmets. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, he's like me and Gail Sayers used to just go run the women at the bars. It, it's <laughs> there, 
Is there anyone else of, of consequence in this year's tight end class? Team flight. We took the buses. The year is 2020. Hayden Hurst retires with an all-pro career of two years. and Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no one else. Dalton Schultz at is the ripe a flyer. Age of sixty two. Hayden Hurst calls it a career. Uh, it's crazy because I'm skipping one, two, three, four, five tight ends going straight to Dalton Schultz. Unless you guys see a tight end that could possibly be relevant, we got names like Jordan Akins, Ian Thomas, uh, Chris Herndon, Will Disley, Durham Smythe. You're naming you're naming blocking tight ends. Yes. So Dalton name. Schultz, yeah. who really doesn't put up any college production walks into a situation in Dallas where he's just got to beat out a bunch of backups to yeah. possibly start midway through the year. I'm not drafting him in redraft or dynasty startups, but I am taking a, a dollar flyer on him in, in dynasty leagues after drafts. Just, See where just it goes. a watching camp. See where it goes. Cut him at however your however your dynasty league or rookie or fantasy league does it. Cut him after the first couple weeks of preseason or whatever. Yeah. See what happens. You know, Jalen Samuels is listed as a tight end on this thing I'm reading for the Steelers, but I'm pretty sure he drafted him as a running back. I don't know who Jalen Samuels is. Ask Neil Neil uh, Neil Crabtree. I think he drafted him as second round of our rookie draft <laughs> because he was a Steeler. Like, oh, Juju. Oh, James Washington. Oh, Jalen Samuels. Just, I will tell you, another Pittsburgh. one I'll put a dollar on, uh, fantasy football dollar, is Troy uh, Fumigali. Just based on the likelihood Same of him. situation as Schultz. Yeah, just likelihood. Possibilities. Because he could start. I mean, he could I eat up some targets. I haven't searched any others, so I'm done. I Chat. mean, it, I mean, it is. It it's is done. It's dicey. <laughs> it gets awfully it's dicey. A, but tight end is just that that position where, like, sad. just draft a veteran who will – if you don't get a top guy, just draft a veteran who's going to put up some numbers like Kyle Rudolph yeah, like, and move on. Legitimately outside of Grunk. Who's the last rookie tight end that made an impact in the league? Gronk didn't have a fantasy impact. What was his it? rookie year? Was he hurt? I mean, he was okay. There's rookies that make Evan Ingram made a rookie okay. impact. Okay, yeah. But other than him, I mean, it's really what was kind I thinking of when I put this roster together. Devoid to be a, you know. Thanks, Nit, for not being arms. <laughs> My bad. One guy in the past, you know, six years. Has made a big impact. Hunter Henry made an impact. His no, he, year. no, he hasn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He was behind Antonio Gates, where he still is. He caught eight touchdowns as a rookie, bro. Oh God, eight touchdowns. Okay, what are you pointing? Okay, at? so he's Sammy Watkins. Hit that thing. Oh, hit that thing. Wow. Okay. What was that, Arms? How many? I must be the wrong one. Yes, How many you years are. did people say, "Oh, dude, Hunter Henry's going to blow up this year"? Dude, he Hunter Henry's going to blow up this year. It was it like three before he actually blew up? At this I'm point, done waiting on you're him. You're just talking over me because you don't want to admit that there's more rookies that have made an impact. My point is, take a veteran. How many years? This is third year in the league. Well, George Kittle. Do you think he made an impact? Not a major one. Right. Did he win your league? Is, is he someone who made a, a major change to your roster, made you that much better? Probably not. Yeah. The point of the conversation, of course, is tight ends are turds. And if you end up with Kobe Fleener as your starter at the end of, of drafts, don't you're, panic. You're, don't panic. Half the league is in the same situation as you. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't call them turds because if you've got one of those top five guys, you're probably winning that position almost every week. Or if you don't get those top five guys, just wait. Just yeah. wait. What are those? The what are the, those? It's kind of like quarterbacks. What is the top? The guy who got Zach Ertz going to take a backup tight end before you get yours? Nah, nah. Just wait. Keep drafting other positions. Oh yeah. End up with a Kyle Rudolph or a yeah. David and Joku could blah, make blah, a jump. Blah. Yeah. Absolutely. And Joku could make a jump. Um, Hell, Antonio Ricky Gates could be. Yeah. <laughs> Antonio Draft. Gates could be decently relevant this yep. year. I mean, absolutely. Jared Cook could make an impact. We still haven't he said last Jordan year. Reed's name. The perennially Who? hurt Jordan Reed. Who knows? He might hey, be IR All Star team baby. You he could. You, I mean, okay. you could draft Vernon Davis and probably be okay. You could. Yeah, it's true. You you need both of them. I mean, right. honestly, I think we're telling the listeners exactly what they already know at this point, though. Ab the, yeah, the tight end group is nearly devoid of talent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're starting tight end, is Austin Hooper. You're probably okay. It's okay. You just have to make Unless up for it. Unless you drafted him in the fifth round. You have to make up for it in other places. Don't trade away your top players for Travis Kelsey. Just don't do it. Don't be arms. Why not? Because. 
Why not? If you have a thousand yard receiver, why not trade him for a thousand yard tight end where you have a definitive advantage? I said don't trade multiple players for Travis Kelsey because oh top players yeah I mean you should do an, a one for one swap on seeing production. a lot of seeing a lot of trade like trade polls on Twitter of like big name guys for Travis Kelsey like no no I'm not trading OBJ for Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. no. That's 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 insanity. Or I maybe mean, both those players are are uh, at advantage at the position. So, yeah. All right. This is good. Like, good exercise. Yeah. We need to get a defense soon. Yeah. IDP is coming. It's amazing that we can spend an hour. It, this this kind on of the back kind end. of show we bring to you is in depth analysis on Jamon Moore. <laughs> Mainly because I'm addicted to YouTube highlight videos. Yeah. And and I'll bring you in depth analysis of Marquez Valdez Scantling. That's how I put my children to sleep. Let's Absolutely. watch Jamon Moore highlight tapes yeah. tonight. Daddy, I want to watch Hey Daggy. <laughs> no. Check out Marquez Valdez Scantling. Exactly. Who? You see, honey, he just Monica. doesn't run the crispest of routes. <laughs> <laughs> he's. You see him, he's never going to be a princess, honey. Yeah. Never. All right, let's sign it off. Can we all sign like Nit? You want to sing real loud for me since we're no, you know, sign no, he doesn't. Going my, to wake up my kids. My headphones are off. God, oh, Ar- try- you know who Arm sounded like today? I'm trying to be a good dad. Arm sounded like Hayden Hirsch. Hey, hey don't you wake up the kids? You got blessed imbecile. I'm, I'm going down to get me some coffee this morning. Imbecile. Come back, I'm gonna tear it out of your ass. <laughs> all right, uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> Shield. I gotta get the word. Uh, Barks out. Good night. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Peace out. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.